Doctor Who Fan Podcast, episode number two. This show is brought to you by listeners like you. Want to help support this show? Visit gspn.tv slash donate today. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Doctor Who Fan Podcast. What are we talking about today, Stephanie? The Shakespeare Code. The Shakespeare Code. Season 3, Episode 2, right after this wonderful intro. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Doctor Who Fan Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And we are so excited because we have just (laughs) finished watching The Shakespeare Code for the second time. Yes, which I think is Cliff's all-time favorite Doctor Who episode. I do. Well, I'll tell you what. The finale of season three was pretty rocking awesome. But but it was awesome for a couple different reasons. This one was awesome for a completely different for a reason all its own um we were talking we were making fun of uh power rangers rhino force last episode we were (laughs) i was anyway (laughs) so uh anyway this episode had the 16 what was it 16 19 or no 15 15, 1599 london scenery that they, it was amazing. It was the sets were incredible. Absolutely incredible, and um, just the 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 wardrobe of everyone, just looking that uh, you know with that period style, absolutely gorgeous, stunning, and uh, the the witches. I mean, they literally looked like <laughs> they witches. They were kind of gross. So yeah, this is very cool. Now, a couple things that we'll point out about this episode. Well, since we're a, a fan podcast, we're, we are not going to go into that super ultra detailed stuff. However, we did pull up the Shakespeare code here on uh, on Wikipedia, and Stephanie is going to share with us uh, who the writer of the episode was. And uh, okay, um, Gareth Roberts wrote the episode, and then the director, and it was directed by um, Charles Palmer. Right. And the person who wrote the uh, script, it looks like, was Simon Winstone. And the producer. Oh, yeah. Script editor. I I am so sorry. Thank you. And then uh, we have the producer was Phil Collinson and Russell T. Davies is the executive producer. So this is season three, episode two, and it totally was awesome. And Stephanie... Uh, why don't you read just a synopsis here off of the Wikipedia article uh, about the Shakespeare Code? Okay, this I can't do that. You can't do that? I got it. Right. The Shakespeare Code is an episode um, of the British science fiction television series Doctor Who. Which rocks. It, yes. It was broadcast on BBC One on um, April 7th, 2007. Wait, freeze, freeze, freeze. This is a UK fan-based podcast. You have to say it the way it's written. On the 7th of April, 2007. There you go. <laughs> and is the second episode of of its series three yes, of they, the they, revived yeah. Doctor Who series. In, 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 in the UK, they call it series, series instead of seasons. Um, according to the BARB figures, this episode um, was seen by 7.23 million viewers. Wow. Yeah. It, Doctor Who rocks. Wow. And, okay. and of course, those numbers are way off because how many people yeah. are downloading this thing Absolutely. off the internet and watching it? I mean, I don't know who would really do that, 
but I'm certain that there <laughs> might be some folks out there that, that get their hands on it and through was that means. the fifth most popular broadcast on British television in that week. Wow. Um, originally titled Love's Labors One, uh, the episode was retitled as a reference to the Da Vinci Code. All right. Now, in this episode, we start off with Martha being not grossed out by the pail of waste that was dumped out. That was really gross, too. <laughs> it was really gross, but, it's you know... Like, it, oh, and before they had toilets. Exactly. But, you know, and Martha originally or immediately says, I've seen worse you know, right. on a daily basis. And, and they had to go so far as, as they were walking to throw in the sound effect of her walking through it. Well, I don't... Okay, yeah. <laughs> I know we don't... We, let's move on right away. So um, I love what she says, you know, well, you know, how are we going to fit in and stuff like that? And she goes, well, in case you haven't noticed, I'm not white. <laughs> and I love what the doctor says. He says, just walk around like you own the place. It works for me. It works for me. I love that. And if you, if you, and of course this goes all the way back to. He always all, does. Every doctor has always walked around like they own the place. It's kind of like, you know, I have an all, all access pass. Yeah to this place which is cool because that reminds me of a of the time when i had the backstage passes or the staff passes to um uh the stephen curtis chapman concert right you felt like you were in charge i did because i had like it says all access pass it's like you, you, this guy can go anywhere and uh one of the listeners to our lost podcast his name is scott sheriff and he's he's in stephen's band uh, plays the keyboards for him, and he would invite us to these concerts. And in one of them, we got an all access pass. We and did. It was cool. It was, it was like, fun. Uh, I would like, you know, want to get up closer or something like that. And they're like, "You can't get through here." And I show them my pass. I'm like, yeah, okay, go on through. <laughs> kind of like I, it was. It was like the doctor's psychic paper. Yes. Which was cool in this episode that it didn't work on. It was Shakespeare. awesome that he didn't that it didn't work on him because then Martha's like, "Well, what are you talking about? It says right there," you know. But. Um, but yeah. Shakespeare was truly a genius. Truly a genius. Now, um, I've pulled it up here. Shakespeare was played by Dean Lennox Kelly. I think he played an awesome Shakespeare. Oh, my gosh. You know what? If uh, and this, is, this is what's so awesome about this. I've, I've kind of glanced at some television-produced movies or even some p movies out there. I've never watched a Shakespearean kind of movie... Oh no! Oh. <laughs> we are we are recording in Studio A, and our cho children are playing in Studio B here at the GSPN headquarters. Okay. Okay. Hey, we're recording a podcast. Okay. All right. Okay. So anyway, they're playing over there in Studio B. Now, I have never seen a movie based upon. A Shakespearean play. Well, and the reason why you probably haven't is I because none of them have really been done that great. No. And it, but this was done. This was cool in such an awesome way. If they could tell a story of Shakespeare in a movie that was this intriguing, and if there's somebody out there that knows of of one that is, let us know. I would love. I mean, gosh, and he should he should be. I don't know. It was just awesome. I <laughs> totally think that was awesome. So uh, let's see here. The Globe Theater. It was cool to hear about, you know, the Globe Theater being built with 14 sides mm -hmm. and how they fit all that stuff in. Um, and then, of course, there was this whole, you know, 
scene inside the Globe Theater, and and the doctor's like, oh, the words, this guy's a genius, and he can just, you know, all this other things, and then he comes out and says something really... Oh, it was just something that was really... I don't remember what it was now, but I know what scene you're talking <laughs> yeah. about. He's just like, ah, shut up, you people, yeah, or something. something like that. Or, but it was really stupid. And then Rose, or Rose, listen to me. Martha delivers the line of the episode that I think is totally awesome. You should never meet your hero. You shouldn't. Because we put them up on a pedestal. We do. We do. And, and you know, it, it, you, you think somebody's just, oh, man, they're just so awesome. And But you get to know anybody they're just long human. enough. They're, you'll find out uh, that they're just human. Now, has, Stephanie, have you ever seen the More Cowbell episode on, uh, on uh, Saturday Night Live? I think so. It's about the Blue Oyster cult and stuff like that. Yeah, I think so. And the guys were like, oh my gosh, this is, what's his name? And he's like, ah, don't worry. It's no big deal. I'm just like you. I, I put my pants on with one leg at a time, just like you. The only thing that's different is once I have my pants on, I make gold records. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, How that fits into the Doctor Who fan I have podcast, no I have idea. no idea. But you know what? This is all about creating content here. Once, well, you could say once, once you know, he he's just human. He puts his pants on one leg at a time, just like any other man. But uh, he writes, but once his pants are on, he he writes masterpieces. Yes, and all they need, or like any great man would do it in his underpants. And and you know what? The Queen has a fever <laughs> for more cowbell. Anyway. All right. That was pretty creepy. That was course, pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. Any, I'm sorry, folks. Sir Doctor of Tardis. Sir Doctor of Tardis. That was pretty cute. That was cute. And that's when the paper didn't work, right? Yes. Okay. Um, let's see here. Political correctness gone mad. You know. Uh, when he was trying to come up with, the, when Shakespeare was trying to come up with the right term to right. say that Martha was a black woman. Right. <laughs> So uh, a little. the political correctness gone mad. So I can only imagine some of the things that they might have called somebody yeah. of color at that time. And and I think they covered that well without really right. going overboard. But, the, you know, it's just like, you know, we are so politically correct. It's it's unbelievable. Uh, but, you know, it, it was he obviously was not saying anything uh, to, to disparage who she was. I mean, it's. If anything, you mean Shakespeare? Yeah. No, I think that he he, was, he, he was, found her strikingly beautiful. And I think Martha is strikingly beautiful. She is. She is a strikingly beautiful woman. The 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 character her name is Freema. I I don't know how to say her last name if it's Egeman or Egeman, but uh, she is a very beautiful actress. So very beautiful. Um, little Harry Potter uh, references two of them in this book that I'm aware of. In this book. In this uh, in this show episode, uh, the first one is: Have you read books, or just wait till you read book just wait seven? Wait till you read book seven. It made me cry, which was just another thing that he has traveled in the future to read book seven because at the time that this was um, aired, aired book had, seven hadn't been released yet. That's right. So uh, that was awesome. And then, of course, at the end, there was another reference. I don't know if you caught it or not. I don't think I did. But there was, they were searching, Shakespeare was searching for that one last word. And Martha screams it out. And I don't remember what that word oh, is real quick. Oh, yeah. Uh, but it, it's, it's a word that they use in Harry Potter. Uh, and 
she oh here it is expelliama or expelli expelli armus expelli armus yes so let's see the actors already spoke in the last lines of the play this uh series of directions and instructions that have been opened the portal allowing the coordinates back to into the universe uh, are the Carrionites back into the universe. The doctor tells Shakespeare that the, only he can find the words to close the portal. Shakespeare in, improvises a short rhyming stanza, but is stuck for a final word. Martha comes up with Expelliarmus, uh, and the Carrionites, uh, together uh, with all the existing copies of Love's Labor One, are sucked back up. And then I'm going to click on that in here, and it goes back to Harry Potter... And uh, it was—it's one of the spells from Harry Potter. Okay. And and you—and the only reason uh, that I recognize that is because of the other Harry Potter reference. And then it says, "Good old J.K." is what Doctor the Doctor says. So how awesome is that that they they threw that in there? Now Martha's scene in the bed with Doctor Who. Oh my goodness! I'm gonna let you tell this from the woman's perspective. Describe what this was. The scene. The the scene was okay. She's obviously already um, smitten. A little smitten after the um, genetic transfer. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> that is awesome. And, uh, and and so you know they're they're sharing your bed. He's like, it's no big deal, and he hops in, and she's like, well, can you scooch over? And and she gets in, and you can just tell in her face that she's wanting it. You know. To go somewhere, and he's sitting there. Rose would know what to say. <laughs> Yo, no <laughs> doubt. And he's like, I, I love this. He says, there's something I'm missing, Martha. Something close. I mean, it's right staring, in front of me. staring, staring me right in the eyes, but I can't see it. And, and Martha's like, absolutely. That's me. Hello. Hello. <laughs> and then he hits her with the rose. Yeah. Oh, man. And she's like, she turns around and. Oh, she. <laughs> Plops her bottom back on that bed. She just flips herself over. And blows out the light. Yep. All right. And so, you can see the anger. <laughs> Probably not anger, but maybe frustration and hurt on her face. Now, here's something that I don't understand from this episode. Okay. Uh, it is 57 academics, 57 academics, academics just punched the air. I don't know. He said something. I have no idea what that and means. And he said 57 academics just punched the air. And that's a reference for people to out there. It's either something in relation to uh, Shakespeare or something. And if you guys wouldn't mind and let us know what that meant. What 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 are we missing there? Because obviously <laughs> it's it went way right over right. my head. But not so much that I didn't know that it was intended to be something that was a reference to something. So if you wouldn't mind, give us a call on our listener line at area code 859 859- Seven nine five four zero six seven, and in fact, uh, again, that number is area code eight five nine seven nine five. And uh, while we're mentioning that, we do have a couple phone calls that have come in as a regard as it relates to uh, Doctor Who, and so the very first one here is from. Uh, let's see here. Well, I'll tell you what, instead of just saying who it's from, let me just go ahead and load it up since I did not put this up in advance, and I apologize for that. But here we go. Hey, Cliff and Stephanie. This is Heather calling from Eatonville, Washington, about Doctor Who. Um, I actually noticed I pulled up in my iTunes and 
notice that the Doctor Who fan podcast finally existed, and Yay. I was so happy. So what I did was I went downstairs and I um, grabbed my season three Doctor Who um, set, DVD set that I got for Christmas, and I was so excited because I finally was able to watch it. And um, so I watched the first episode because I knew that would be what you were covering, and I was kind of surprised that you didn't actually cover um, The Runaway Bride. Um <clears throat> Because that was one of my favorite episodes, and it was pretty exciting, and had Catherine Tate, and um, it had the doctor really kind of getting over Rose, and ugh, 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 man, break my heart every time. Anyway, so um, I went ahead and I watched Smith and Jones, and um, I really liked that episode. It introduced Martha in such a really good way, and um, kind of helped us see that she was a strong person and that she had a really strong personality and that she was tough and she could keep up with the doctor and, <clears throat> excuse me, after, you know, having Rose, you know, around, it was nice to have a different change of pace and kind of switch everything up, so it was kind of interesting that way. And I liked the storyline, although the villain wasn't so villainous, <laughs> in <laughs> <Yeah>. my opinion. <laughs> Drinking blood from a straw through your neck, Mrs. that was Finnegan. a little bit silly. Yeah. <laughs> um, although a lot of Doctor Who is kind of silly, and you just kind of take, take it with a grain of salt, I think. Double, if you're going to watch monsters. Doctor Who and be a fan of Doctor Who, you have to put up with the cheese. And so, I like cheese. Hey, so... Um, Anyway, it's a great first episode. Um, Stephanie, I can't wait for you to watch everything and um, <clears throat> go through the season. I love this season. I think all the wonderful things that happen in this season are, are awesome and are such treats for us who've been watching um, for so long. I actually did watch Doctor Who as a child um, on PBS, and I think um, Tom Baker was my doctor, the curly hair and the long scarf, just oh, like you, oh. Cliff. Um, but this is so much better, and I think it's really awesome. And Absolutely. I think this is a little bit too long for you to put on the show, but nope, I just thought long. I'd let you know that I'm listening, <laughs> and I like it, and I can't wait for the next episode. So thanks, and I'll talk to you guys later. Have a great day. Bye. Heather, thank you so much for calling in. This is what it's all about, folks. Uh, this is a fan-based podcast, and the more we can put your voice in it, the better. And so call us and leave us messages. Let us know what you think. So was the runaway, was she say the runaway bride? Yes. Was the Christmas episode of prior 06? to this? Yeah. We've seen okay. that together. I have not seen that. You have not seen that? No. We'll go back and watch it then. Okay. Definitely need to show you that then. So let's go on to our next caller, Doug from Atlanta. Hi, this is Doug from Atlanta calling for the Doctor Who podcast. Um, first, some old business about your show last week. Um, you wondered about whether the Christmas special is part of the old season or the next season. I think the season really does start with the, Christmas, the previous year's Christmas special. For example, in the Christmas special just before the season you guys are watching now and going through, um, there is a small reference to something that will show up as part of the finale of, of this third season. Um, just listen to the, or just before the uh, tanks and the armor start to shoot at that star-shaped sp star spaceship, uh, they asked for orders from somebody, and uh, that's, uh, that's something to listen for. Okay. Um, the one you're going to be taking care of this week is the Shakespeare Code, and I had just a couple of uh, comments I had. I asked all my kids 
uh, about just some highlights that they remember of this one. It's been a while since we've seen it. So uh, our memories may be a little sketchy, but anyway, one of my kids, and, and all of them are, are Whovians, uh, reminded me that the, the queen referred to the doctor as her sworn enemy. And as far as we know, that really hasn't been explained. Uh, the doctor himself in the show oh, yeah. was, he seemed kind of surprised at it, so maybe this is just a little something they're holding back for uh, uh, for something to happen later. That would be um, exciting. My other girl noticed that there were a couple of Harry Potter references. One was very obvious, and one wasn't so obvious. The doctor talked about reading the seventh book, uh, and this this uh, this episode was released, I think, about three months before the book was out. And then later on, he and Martha use a particular magic word, and when it works, the doctor says, good old JK, so that... Uh, Awesome. Uh, there's a couple of references yep. there. One of my boys said he liked the special effect of the vortex, mm -hmm. and the other, who's just seven, said he liked the puppets. So those are the boys' <laughs> comments. The puppets are essentially voodoo dolls, but he liked the puppets. The puppets. Um, well, one so was like a puppeteer, the writing one. That's for me. I just thought it was a, a nice story with a lot of good twists and turns. A good standard Doctor Who story, a lot of and a lot of good banter between uh, the Doctor and the Bard. Um, I imagine uh, it'd be a bit of fun to figure out, based on what they said to each other, how many lines Shakespeare was handed by the doctor and in what plays they should have been, anyway. Yeah. Um, just to close, I found a bit of trivia on the BBC site. It said that Shakespeare scholars have speculated for centuries about a play called Love's Labor's Won. Uh, some claim it was indeed a sequel to Love's Labor's Lost. Others say that it does exist. It still exists, and it goes by another name, The Taming of the Shrew. That's eh, an interesting little thing. Well, that's all for now. Have fun. Awesome. Thank that you so cool. much, Doug. But I do remember back from season one with Christopher Eccleston, there being something, I'm pretty sure that it was from there, um, there being something between the queen and and the doctor. They were at a small cottage out somewhere, and um, I remember the villain being like these, like... I don't know, like these black cat-like things. And I don't know. I have to go back and, and look into that. But there is something between the doctor and the queen that I caught when she said my sworn enemy. Yeah. Because. But but this is, I do recall that episode. But was that Queen Elizabeth the first? I don't know. That's what I said. I have yeah, to go look. That, I, that's a good point. Because I had thought about this. Like, I thought we did see something where the queen, but obviously in this episode, it would appear that he has not yet met the queen. He even says, you know, that's the th that's the funny thing about, or that's the great thing about time travel, right? So, it, okay. th so I think it must have been a different queen that he's met that that, that was all about. Okay. That, I, but we'll I, have I, to go back and look. We would. We would have to go back and look. Shannon Kay, one of our listeners, uh, emailed and says, Hey, Cliff, I was listening to your Doctor Who, uh, I'm listening to your Doctor Who podcast right now. Uh, and I just had to email you about the accent thing. I studied theater in school for about eight years, and one of the first things you learn is the British accent. I've done some something like five British plays, and I'm from California. Everyone learns, learns standard British, but I think what you're thinking of is Cockney is the Cockney accent. That's one where you would pronounce 39 without the T. There would actually be more emphasis on the T in standard standard British. Uh, I'm sorry, but your attempt w at something vaguely British sounding was so horrible that it caused me to think about it too much. And I was for for and for four full five minutes. It was a full five minutes before I could say do a proper uh, thirty nine. Anyway, if you really want to learn accents, you can just get a dialects tape uh, like acting with an accent. 
you need a you need a decent ear, but they'll actually explain the difference. For example, British English is more consonant oriented, and American English is more vowel oriented. Also, British English is focused near the front of the mouth. It's amazing just by focusing on the front of your mouth, you start to sound more British without doing anything else. Of course, that's standard British. Anyway, I'm a new Doctor Who fan. I just watched the whole new series this fall and started re-watching it again. Everything was really good on the second viewing. I watched the first episode of season three right before listening to your episode. Like you, I'm hoping to learn more about the Whovian universe. Thanks so much uh, for the great fan podcast, Shannon K. So Shannon, thank you for writing in your email. And uh, Romana is one of the new members of our forum online at gspn.tv slash forum where she's joined the community. She says, hey, Cliff, I hope you don't mind that I'm sending this uh, regarding a private message in the forum, but I'm basically on the way to bed and too tired to concentrate on my English to write a proper email that that you and Stephanie could read in the show. Anyway, I'm so excited that you finally launched the Doctor Who Fan Podcast. I've been waiting for it ever since you announced that you would be doing a podcast about it, which was months ago. Uh, You were asking if anyone knew who the Doctor's brother is. I've heard that his name is Irving Braxiatel, which that actually sounds familiar to me. Uh, And, of course, there is a TARDIS.Wikia site Dot, or wikia.com so it looks like there must be a, a wikipedia site that i'm not familiar with yet that i'll need to check that out anyway about the other about the doctor's real name i once read that he had a name before he called himself the doctor but that is unknown sadly i can't find find that website anymore but it said that the that it was a gallifreyan name so it's definitely not john smith Keep up the great work. I can't wait for the next show. And oh, by the way, I've not been around for quite a while, but still listen to your podcast. So good luck with your new career and best wishes to you, Stephanie, and your kids. Awesome. And that's from Romana, which Romana is like a screen name. It's not a real name. Right. So how awesome is that? We have new people out there listening to our podcast. Uh, If you guys want to interact with us, send an email to cliff at gspn.tv or call our listener line at area code 859 seven nine five four zero six seven and uh you know stephanie and i just finished watching this uh with our children uh matthew megan and mckenna viewed this in the studio here with us yes and then they went and got played and we, this is well, sunday after church right this could be a sunday thing it was work. great family time matthew hid behind me most of the time yeah when those <laughs> witches came out he was hiding but it was awesome Anyway, if you want to check out some of the other podcasts that we do, uh, visit gspn.tv. It stands for Generally Speaking Production Network. Uh, If you like this show and you want to contribute to our podcasting efforts, go to gspn.tv slash donate and help us out. That would be very much appreciated. Anyway, thanks for listening. God bless and have a great day.